This is the Wellsprings Word. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wellsprings Word. Hope this finds you doing well, blessed, walking with Jesus today. He's certainly worthy. Um, Father, we ask you to bless our time together and just ask you to open up and illuminate truth to us in Jesus' name. So, hey, man, I wanted to just touch base with you guys real quick, uh, doing some podcast-only content here. Uh, If you're interested and you're wanting to see and be part of the teaching going on at Wellsprings during the weekend, our YouTube channel can be accessed directly through the website, wellsprings.church, and our weekend teachings are starting to go onto our YouTube channel so that we can diversify a little bit and the podcast can be for covering some other things. So what I want to talk to you about today starts first with just a question. I want you to just take a second, reflect on your life. It's really kind of a fun thought. How many things have you learned in your life just by watching other people? So just take a minute and think about that. Through the power of observation... How many things have you learned how to do? I'm one of those people that I like to watch because I like to learn. So, for example, my my YouTube uh, searching is just remarkable because anything I get ready to do, I'm like, okay, cool. Let me watch and see how somebody did it. Let me see what I can learn from what they did. And so I know in one, one example... That's kind of funny is uh, my daughter's car, certain make and model won't pick on them and give it away, but she needed new headlights and I start into looking at how to get to these headlights and it was just remarkable. I mean, I, you know, I've worked on things. I used to work on airplanes, you know, (laughs) like I should know, should be able to change a headlight and everything I looked at, it just didn't look right where the screws were, where the attachments were, everything about it just didn't look right. So real quick, I go on YouTube and I find 47 instructional videos on how to change the headlights on that car because of the fact that how you had to do it with that car was just so counterintuitive that if you just started from scratch and were just trying to go by observation, it wasn't going to work out, you know. And that's really, I like to do that. I have learned things about ministry, watching people. I have learned a ton of stuff about music songwriting, different instruments, watching other people, listening to other people. There's just so much you can learn, even on a personal level. You know, as a young married couple, God blessed us, and we wound up around an older married couple that their relationship was just beautiful. It was just awesome. And I used to just watch, watch how he reacted to her, how he reacted to conflict, how he reacted to questions how he reacted as life's problems came and went. And I tried to learn things by just watching. So let me start right there. If I'm talking to you about this and you go like, wow, I really don't watch and learn from anybody. <laughs> let, me, let me just encourage you, man. Do it. Start paying attention. When you see somebody that knows how to do something, if you see somebody that knows what you don't know, just start at least watching But then the next level is there's nothing wrong with letting somebody know, hey, 
I see you being proficient at this and I'm not as proficient at that. Or if you are just a wildly open, honest person, you could even say, I don't know anything about that, but I want to. Do you mind if I learn how to do it from you? And you can be a searcher. You can be a student. You can get with somebody and say, hey, man, show me how to do that. Um, I've been playing guitar for, oh, I don't know, I'm getting old now, 36 or 37 years. And I was walking through a guitar center store in Denver. And there was a young guy, one of these young shred master type guys, you know, just ripping through this riff. And it had just a certain rhythm to it, a certain little, uh, be difficult to describe, but I just heard a little thing in it that, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a fairly accomplished guitar player myself, but I didn't understand exactly how he was timing that, how that was working. And his face was priceless because I just wandered over and I said, hey, man, do you mind showing me how you're doing that? Now, keep in mind, it's just for the process of learning. Like, I doubt very seriously that the next worship song I write, I'm going to be incorporating that riff from that, you know, thrash metal kid in that store. But I just like to learn, you know, and his face was amazing because he's looking at me. I look like a dinosaur to him, I'm sure. And he goes, really, you want to? And I said, yeah, man, I've been playing longer than you've been alive, but not that style. And that really intrigues me how you were doing that. And him and I wound up having a great conversation just based around the knowledge. Show me how to do what you're doing. And out of that, I was playing a guitar that I'd picked up while I was trying to figure out what he was showing me. He starts asking me, well, but that's cool. How did you make that chord and how did you do that thing? And my background's a little bit more blues and some of that stuff that he doesn't do. Bottom line, we ended up having just a great conversation as two complete strangers by gathering around the knowledge and a common desire to know about music and guitars and so forth. So I just want to encourage you, bottom line, be a searcher, be a student. If you see somebody doing something, figure out how they do it. But here's the next piece of the puzzle is understand that that's the most natural way to teach anybody how to do anything. As basic as this is going to sound, is if you know it and you share it, you become a teacher, right? Even when our kids go to school, what is math class? The teacher knows how to do math. The kids don't know how to do math. So the teacher takes what they know and they teach it to the kids till they know it, right? That's the basics of instruction. Why, do I, why am I talking about it? Because the great commission Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28 was go into all the world and make disciples. And he says, teaching them to obey all that I have instructed you. So what is he saying? He's saying that this Christian life is supposed to be, I learn from Jesus and I find somebody to share it with. Either because they come and ask me, hey, how does that work? Or because I identify this is a mission God gave me, so I'm going to find somebody in relationship that I can share with what God has shown me, right? Like it's, it's really, um, it's, a, it's remarkable in the Western church because the Great Commission was given to the church. This is what the church is supposed to be about Go and teach somebody what I taught you. That is the underpinning principle 
of all of it. And yet, if you take the average American believer and you ask the question, who have you taught how to pray? Who have you taught how you worship? Who have you taught what you learned about tithing and giving and stewardship? Who have you had a cup of coffee with and shared what you learned about marriage or conflict management? Who did you sit down with and say, hey, I found a great way to study my Bible. Let me show you what I figured out. The average American churchgoer has taught what they know to nobody. Now, when you look around at the American church and you can have whatever theory you want about um, how it's going and what's happening and everything else. But I will tell you that a concrete, very difficult to deny biblical truth is that if we abandon the mission God gave us all in favor of sitting in our chairs and watching one or two special people do all the talking, the church inherently becomes anemic and weak because is it because it's the relationships that come from connecting, sharing, and teaching person-to-person, believer-to-believer, that's what makes a church strong, okay? Churches are not made strong necessarily by who preached on Sunday. Churches are made strong by all the conversations that week that happened over a cup of coffee over what was taught on Sunday, if that makes sense. Think it through and think about your life. If you make time to go to church, great. But who do you share it with? Who are you talking to? Who are you saying, hey, look, God showed me this, God showed me that. Who have you built an intentional relationship with to say, hey, let's just get together once a month. Let's have a cup of coffee and talk about what we're learning, what Jesus is teaching us. See, this is a whole piece of the puzzle that the average person just goes without doing. And so what you end up with is you have corporate discipleship instead of personal discipleship. So what do I mean by that? So we come to church and we listen to one person teach us something. And corporately, we're all there embracing what was taught, hopefully. Listening to it, uh, listening to those life experiences, listening to whatever story. I mean, if you think about it, even right now, what am I doing? I'm talking to you. I'm telling you my Guitar Center story. I'm telling you about stuff out of my life. And then if you're listening to this, on some level, you're taking that on board and you're going like, okay, cool. And so you're benefiting, right, from my experiences and, and, and whatever I'm trying to share with you. And you're deciding what to do with it and how important it is or whatever. And, and you're rolling along with that. And so I can have some small voice in part of your discipleship, which is actually the only reason why we do this is to try to help people grow. But look what happens when it's all corporate, right? The the underpinning weakness to corporate structured discipleship that only happens at church is that only one person's life experience, only one person's journey with Jesus is being shared, right? If a hundred people show up to hear me talk, I'm still the only one talking. If a thousand people show up to hear me talk, I'm still the only one talking. If I got invited to the biggest church in the United States to preach, and I tell my whole awesome little story, I share my testimony, I have it all worked out, the underpinning weakness that nobody's talking about is that if 50,000 people are listening to me talk, 
I'm still the only one talking. And that is not the design of the New Testament church. Now, if you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you from an instruction Paul gave Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. He said, The things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Did you catch the chain of it? I'll give it to you again because you're driving or working out or whatever, and you're probably not looking at it, which is good. Don't get your Bible out if you're driving. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. The things that you have heard. So Paul's talking to Timothy, his young discipled pastor who's running this church now. The things you've heard from me among many witnesses, which means when Paul was teaching Timothy about the kingdom and about ministry, it was not even always one-on-one. Sometimes it was a group of people that Paul was teaching. The things you've heard from me among many witnesses, right? Commit these, the things you learned. Turn around and commit those to faithful men, right? So next layer, take what I taught you, Timothy, and turn around and teach it to somebody else. Second layer, how do I know who to teach it to? I teach it to men who will be able to turn around and teach it to somebody else. So do you see the chain of grace there, the chain of knowledge? It wasn't, hey, Timothy, do all the talking and then go home. Do all the talking. Make sure everyone that gathers is really good listeners, Timothy. No, no, Paul is looking at the chain of grace, the chain of discipleship, the the stewardship, if you will, of truth. And he says, look, I taught it to you. Great. Now you turn around and you teach it to somebody else. And you teach it to somebody who's going to be able then to teach it to somebody else. So there was a whole flow of the truth. There was a whole passing, if you will, almost like a baton in a relay race. Hey, this is what I know. I turn around and I share it with somebody else who can turn around and share it with somebody else who can turn around and share it with somebody else. This is how the kingdom is supposed to work. So remember what I just said. If a hundred people show up and hear me talk, I'm the only one talking. Look how discipleship and life multiplies If those hundred people listening to me talk, sit down intentionally, a small group, one-on-one over a cup of coffee, and they take what I taught and they begin to share their life experience, their testimony, their journey with Jesus with the next person, look how discipleship explodes if just a hundred people was the audience, but instead of only hearing it, they turn around and they find somebody else to talk to, somebody else to invest in, somebody else to share it with. All of a sudden, discipleship explodes from being an event with one person talking for 30 minutes to being a conversation that's happening at multiple tables, multiple living rooms, in multiple different settings, and everyone who starts talking is bringing their life experience, their journey, what Jesus has done with them, and all of a sudden, even a small church just multiplies, just explodes almost in strength and truth and testimony and life and relationship. It all happens when we start being in the process. I take what I learn and I find somebody to share it with. If you're younger in Christ, you take what you don't know and you bring your questions to somebody who looks like they've been in the church longer and you say, hey, 
I'd like to learn some stuff from you. And you be the one that's proactive and pushes that relationship. You've been in the church a long time and you know a lot of stuff and you see young people coming and going. Then rather than being standoffish, go over and say, hey, we'd like to have you guys over to our house. We've been doing this a little while. Maybe we can answer some questions. Maybe we can help you in some kind of way and build some relationships. But what is taught, you turn around and share it with somebody who can turn around and share it again. That's discipleship. When I first asked the question, who have you taught how to pray? See, all of us should be able to say, all of us should have somebody in mind, somebody younger, somebody we knew. What did the disciples do, right? Even on this topic of prayer, like just to use it as an example as I finish up, the disciples saw Jesus praying all the time, and then the Bible records for us that they finally went to him and they said, hey, can you teach us how to pray? And right then they say something interesting. Can you teach us how to pray the same way John taught his disciples how to pray, right? So that chain, we see you doing something. We want to know how to do it. Can you teach it to us? The entirety of the famous classic scripture, the Lord's Prayer, is Jesus answering that question. Okay, when you pray, do it like this. When we look through the New Testament, we find those brothers learned how to pray watching Jesus pray, and you follow them into the book of Acts, and they are men of prayer. They are women of prayer. All of that stuff is flowing out of, I learned from Jesus. Now I'm walking in what I learned. Now I have a church or a group or a friend or a family or whatever my circle of influence is, and I'm going to teach them what he taught me, and I'm going to encourage them to turn around and teach it to somebody else. That's the chain of discipleship. What you've heard from me, turn around and commit it to faithful men. How do I know if they're faithful, Paul? Because they're people that'll turn around and teach it to somebody else. So I just want to encourage you, you don't have to have a Bible degree, a seminary education to be somebody who disciples somebody else. You don't have to know everything to be somebody who makes disciples. You just have to know what you know. So that literally you could even be new in the church world. You could just be a couple years old in Christ and you've figured out three or four basic things. There's still somebody around you who doesn't even know those basic things. Make a habit now. When you have a conversation, if you don't know the answer, you don't, don't feel any pressure. Smile and say, I don't know yet yet. I'm still learning. I will find somebody I can learn that from and then I'll come back and I will teach it to you. But don't let what you don't know scare you out of teaching somebody what you do know. That's what makes the church strong. If you learn something, find somebody to tell it to. And an amazing thing happens. You go from being a spectator who's just kind of coming and going like church is a movie happening on a screen. You become somebody who is participating with Jesus in the mission that he gave us. Make a disciple Find somebody that you can teach what you know. Even if you don't feel like you know a ton of stuff, find somebody to teach it to, share it with. If you see that if you sit in church and your pastor just really rings the bell this Sunday, man, and something awesome is taught and it just impacts your life and you got a life experience that connects to it and you're like, man, I know that's true. Your very next thought should be, Who could I get together with this week 
and teach that to share it with them explain it to them if you like it looking at it this way who can i get with and just testify of what the lord has done i want to go have coffee with somebody and say hey i just wanted to talk with you because when pastor made that point sunday about how when we had go through times of conflict if we will maintain our prayer life i want to tell you when i went through my health fight five years ago that was so true and i was just excited when he said it and i just wanted to chat with you about it see if you've seen that same thing working out in your life i mean make the kingdom part of your conversation and watch the holy spirit start using you to make other disciples and that will make your Christian experience way more fun and way more interesting. You'll be way more connected to other people, which makes you stronger. And it will make the entire effort at your church just multiply exponentially as you make the kingdom part of your conversation. And what has been taught to you, you turn around and you tell it to somebody else. And when you're done telling it to somebody else, you encourage them to find somebody else to tell it to. That's the chain of discipleship. That's the chain of stewardship of truth. Don't just be a collector. Don't just be a vessel that's just perpetually receiving, 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 receiving. No, pretty soon you have no room. And that's why you just kind of daze out through sermons and you're on your phone because you're not pouring anything out. So what pours in, turn around, pour it out. It gives you more capacity to receive again. And this whole cycle of being somebody who teaches the truth to other people will crop up in your life. And you're just sharing strength. You're just sharing truth. You're just sharing what's worked for you. It's not about getting with somebody to argue about the things you don't know or debate about the stuff that people are debating about. Everybody's spoiling for the feud. No, no, no. <laughs> it's about sitting down and saying, look, there's a whole bunch of things I don't know, but here's something key that I have found to be true in my relationship with Jesus. And I wanted to share it with you just in case it might help you because to edify one another is what the scriptures called us to do. So find somebody to teach, find somebody to share it with, and then look above you and find somebody further down the road than you that you can learn from and get intentional. Go to the one ahead of you on the road and say, hey, can we hang out? I want to learn some stuff. And then turn around to somebody who's not as far down the road and say, hey, can we hang out? Because I'm learning some cool stuff, but I need somebody to tell it to. And start having kingdom conversations that are discipleship and you will transform how your whole walk with God is going. So I hope this helps you. I hope this encourages you, man. Find somebody and make a disciple in some kind of way. Whatever you know, let it multiply, let it spread, and let's see Jesus do something awesome with our churches and our lives. Amen? Have a great day. Thanks again for stopping by. If you'd like any more info about us, feel free to swing by wellsprings.church. Have a blessed day.